Hello and welcome to PYP Voices, where we'll be exploring something that really gets to the heart of the PYP learning and teaching experience, agency. This edition was recorded at a PYP workshop where educators from Europe and the Middle East were action planning for the year ahead. One of these educators was Heidi Bachmann, lower school principal at the International School of Ulm in South Germany. Although new to the school, Heidi is not new to the concept of agency, having started her career in early childhood progressive education in the States. As a keen advocate for voice and choice, Heidi talked to us about the value of scaffolding and the importance of a safe, collaborative culture in finding the space for risk-taking. I'm really interested in student agency. I'm really interested in how we uh, provide an environment that is open for students to come forth with their ideas, their thinking, their understandings, and their drive for new knowledge. I mean, I started out as an early childhood educator in California and in New York City, and um, you know, in early childhood progressive educator world, you are constantly looking at a child-centered universe. It is who the child is in that moment, what they're thinking, what they're doing, where they go in the space, and you're really wanting to understand what drives the student forward in their learning and their understanding. So it's been part of my career for 30 years to think about it from that viewpoint, and I'm really interested in how children make choices about what they do. And when you watch children play, particularly in a free environment, a free and open environment, they're driving that play. Their imagination, their creativity, their interests are driving that. And that's, to me, the heart of agency. So I'm imagining that yourself, you felt agency in the roles that you've had. How important is that? Oh, it's vital. I mean, so I was an early childhood educator and taught grade uh, four-year-olds and then taught fourth grade, so made mm. this leap into elementary education. And for me as a teacher, I started my career in a collective, a, t a teacher co-op, where we all ran the school. So you can't get more agency oh, than wow. that. So we, you know, we decided on the toilet paper. We decided on how things would be run. We didn't have a head of school. We were it. So that's where my, those are my roots. And I was really lucky and honored to be able to start my career that way. We acknowledged, of course, that learning and teaching is contextual and brings with it a wealth of experiences and perspectives. So I asked Heidi, if someone was new to the programme, or indeed new to student agency, where might they start? I suppose one of the places I would start would be sort of what are the areas that are non-negotiable in my school? And where's the room for creativity and movement? And so, you know, particularly in a new environment, you want to kind of get a lay of the land. You want to get a mm. sense of, okay, this is where we're going. And there could be things around math or reading and writing curriculum that are sort of set already. And you want to know what the parent expectations are. You want to know what the national curriculum is maybe that you're tied to. You want to know those parameters that you're working with. Yeah, so, and that's interesting because, as you say, uh, sometimes people do see, oh, agency, is that everyone doing whatever they want, whenever they want? Right. You're not going to just fling them into this big open pit of like, go for it, <laughs> you know, figure out the world on your own, kid. <laughs> you're going to actually give them some structures, some scaffolds, and your classroom is a very much a central part of that, as is the school, as is the community, and as is the place where you, you know, reside. So it's figuring out as a teacher what each child needs for that scaffold. Some need more than others. Some just need you to help them refine questions they might have. Some need you to think about resources. Some need you to think about how you're going to organize the actual materials that you're trying to figure out here. And there's skills involved. There's skills that you have to learn in order to go after your ideas, to go after your questions, to think about that. So kids need us to help them with that. And they need to feel secure in that as well. They're looking for some of those scaffolds, but it's a constant negotiation of 
you know, making sure you're not overstructuring things and making sure you're not understructuring them. And that's a very tricky thing for teachers, for kids, for parents to understand sometimes. And we make mistakes at it. We're not always going to get it right. And it's the same with educators? Yeah. Mm. You know, I mean, I've just become a principal. And one of the things I think about a lot is what do my educators, my teachers need from me to feel secure in their jobs, to feel seen and heard and to feel free to explore? Um, their interest in education, their interest in curriculum, their interest in pedagogy, and I have to provide them with some scaffolds as well. I've got to provide them with space and time, with resources, with ideas, and it's also that balance of not too much, not too little, and how do I find that right thing. But um, frequent check-ins, reflections, talking to each other about where we are, which is the same thing we should be doing with children. You know, it's, it's to me, one of the reasons I became a principal versus staying in the classroom for me and working with teachers is working with students to working with teachers, I'm still teaching. I'm still providing an environment. I'm still enabling growth and change and intellectual rigor. And I provide that from a slightly different standpoint for my educators who are now also providing it for their students. And that modeling of that is part of what happens in supplying kids with an opportunity for agency. I think we as leaders in education have to constantly be questioning ourselves and our own learning process too of how am I modeling this? How am I modeling my own mistakes? And reflecting on that kind of in public a little mm. bit like, whoa, I kind of blew that last staff meeting. I was way too much, overplanned, whatever, or I underdid this or I, you know, and reflecting with your, with your staff about that is the same way you might do that with students of how did that work out? What happened when you did this? What did you need? You know, and, and that's all part of it. And if we can help students see that we're also learning, I think it creates just this actually quite lively, lovely environment of risk-taking. This journey that educators and the students are going on, I mean, is it fair to say that it could, it can be a little bit scary? Oh, really scary. Yeah, very much so. I mean, here's the thing, this risk-taking, this vulnerability, we have to be willing to fail. We have to be willing to fall flat on our faces and sometimes really in public, in front of our peers as teachers, in front of our students doing in front of their peers, in front of parents and our boss, you know. So it's really scary. And I think if we can, one of the things I work at is really creating, I hope, a safe space for that. That, you know, as much as possible that we can acknowledge, wow, that didn't work. What can we do to kind of pick ourselves up, brush it off and learn from it? Um, and I want to model that from my teachers as well, that I do it just as much as they do, just as much as their students do. If I was to think about you're going into a school and we're looking for indicators of agency, yeah. both with educators and students, what kinds of things might we expect to see or hear? Well, I would certainly be looking for questions up on walls that kids are asking and students are asking about subject matter, about their interests. I'd want to be able to sit down next to a child and ask them, so what are you doing and how is this working? What, how did this evolve for you? And they should be able to explain to me, well, we started thinking about this and we're learning about this and then we went down this direction and I had an idea about this and, and now we're trying to do it this way and but that didn't really work and I'm trying to solve this math thing because we're building something and I want there to be a level of excitement in how they discuss what they're doing, um, their experiences. So on the walls would be student work, um, I think it would be slightly messy and noisy <laughs> in the classroom, which I know not, is not everybody's comfort level. But um, 
I'd also want to see students talking to each other, collaborating with each other. I'd like to see different forms of documentation, writing things that are meaningful to them, authentic audiences for their ideas and their communications. The other thing would be documentation of action that they've taken, possibly community connections. You know, are they working on a particular project that will impact something locally or globally? How can they communicate about that? So it's it's not one thing. It's all this combination. There's sort of a buzz. You know that you're in a classroom where kids feel empowered to voice their opinion, to make choices about their learning, to own what they're doing, when there's some noise a little bit and there's some structure to how they show that. It's more a culture and climate of agency. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. I get yeah. It. It's not a physical thing so much, but it is definitely um, you walk into a room and there's a buzz. And actually, everything you've just said, that there's a buzz, there's collaboration, there's dialogue, there's reflection, documentation, and this emphasis on process, perhaps over outcome, is something that you would want to see with your educators in the school, right? Definitely. Yeah, and we, at the beginning of the year, we started off looking at sort of what our goals were and what we wanted to focus on. And... As, educa- as individual educators, so we always look at that. And then, of course, right now we're in the end of the year. It's the appraisal process. We're looking at sort of where are you in your goal setting. And I want my educators to be able to talk about their journey this year. You know, I went down this direction. It actually didn't go that way. I ended up going this way instead. And this, and then I thought this was going to be my beginning goal, but I had to change it. And then I learned this part. I went to this workshop or I went to this IB conference and I learned about this. And then I took this avenue instead. And here's where I am now. And that is also part of this whole journey. It's a little messy. You don't quite know where you're going to go. There might be a dead end at some point. And then you've got to kind of retreat and go back another direction. And we have that dialogue right now going on at my school, how we have kind of gone through this year. It's our first year together. So I'm really excited to have those conversations. Like, well, what did we accomplish and how did we get there? What role does celebration have within that? Uh, well, I'm a... I like to celebrate, <laughs> so I'm pretty, my, you'll ask my staff, I like food and I like to bring in sort of this idea of alternative ways of showing our joy about some things and we'll toss a ball to each other and just say, you know, first the highlights and the lowlights of the week and just to kind of catch each other a little bit off guard and change the, the feeling of the beginning of staff meetings on a Friday afternoon, you know, can be dire. So you have to think about how you're going to bring that joy and excitement and that learning up and that accomplishment of, look what we did this week, or look what we did this month. We try to check in um, every couple of weeks about how things have been going and what the highlights are, and I try to emphasize that. If someone's listening now and they're thinking, how can our school or our educators find some space for agency? What practical things could someone just try and do today or this week to find that space? So we are currently in the middle of of starting our student-led conferences and I think I scared my staff just a little bit when (laughs) I basically said okay I don't have a particular model of how you should do this. It's really open. I want to hear your ideas. We did a brainstorming session first. What are all the different ways we could run student-led conferences? And they came up with all these different ideas and then I said okay so you've got to choose one one that resonates for you, and then we're going to collaboratively plan that together. We're going to brainstorm with you what that could look like, and then you get to reject it or keep it. And if you reject it, you got to start over. But if you keep it, then we'll keep going down that path. So at first, they're like, whoa, mm-hmm. lots of choice, lots of opportunity to kind of look at all these different things. But now, next week, we're doing them. Yeah. They've come to this place where it's now concretely, they've been able to choose on their own. They've been able to really plan. We've collaboratively given each other ideas about it, and it's their 
voice with their students, and their students also participated in choosing this and coming up with this. So it's, I think, a real example of teacher voice and choice in this particular thing that's also structured. We have to do it. We're doing student-led conferences. That's not a choice. But how you do it, how long you do it, all of that is a choice. And it's going to look really different. Each classroom has its own ideas. So if I had to ask you for your headline on agency Ooh. as a final thought, Heidi, what would it be? That's a tough one. Um, I, a headline on agency is trust children. Mm. I, I think trust your students. It's, it's going to be messy, but they are brilliant and they really want to pursue their interests. And if we give them the opportunity, they'll surprise you. A big thank you to Heidi for joining us on PYP Voices and for sharing her thoughts on both teacher and student agency. Join us next time where we'll be bringing the PYP to life through more educators' passions and practices. Mm -hmm.